but it's, it's not the Messiah. So, so who is he? So they ask him if he is Elijah. That's what they ask in verse 21. Are you Elijah? Who are you? Are you Elijah? And that seems quite random to me. Like if I was to come up to one of you after the service and I asked you, are you Spider-Man? Um, that's, that's quite a weird question to ask, isn't it? Are you Spider-Man? Of course you're not. You might look at me funny and you'll say no. But John the Baptist is asked this, are you Elijah? Seems a bit odd, doesn't it? But this isn't actually quite as weird as it seems. You see, back in the Old Testament, there is a guy called Elijah. Uh, and his life on earth ended in quite an extraordinary way. There's a, a picture of, on the screen of a, a chariot and fire. He, he got taken up uh, to be with the Lord in a chariot of fire. It must have been an amazing sight. And there was a promise made to God's people in the last book of the Bible. It's called Malachi. And it says that the prophet Elijah was going to come. And Jesus himself identifies John in Matthew's gospel as a kind of new Elijah. So it's not quite as random as it seems. But, but John himself says, no. I am not. It's not me. I'm not Elijah. And so, so they keep going with these questions. They, they then say, are you the prophet? Is that who you are? Uh, what they mean by the prophet is um, Moses, someone like Moses who was promised to come. And John says, no. No, I'm not the prophet. It's not me. And I think we can learn something from John here. I think we can learn from his humility. Like if, back to Spider-Man again, if I was to ask you, are you Spider-Man? Um, you might be tempted to say, yeah, sure. Um, he seems to think I am, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to have a bit of fun uh, and tell you how I was climbing up some buildings yesterday and was webbing people and things like that. You could have lots of enjoyment out of that. But John says, no, it's not me. I I'm not the savior of the world. I I'm not a great prophet. It's not me. We're still left with the question, who are you, John? Who are you? Can you tell us? And the Jewish leaders ask that question, verse 22. And John answers in this way. Verse 23, John replied, in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. That's what John says. I'm a voice. I've come to speak. Last week, if you were here, you'd have heard David Skull preaching on the, the first 18 verses of John's gospel. And he, he described those verses like the movie trailer to John's gospel. It, it was very exciting. And in these verses... 
uh, we get a kind of preview as to who John is. It says in verse 6 that there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. John was a witness. And witnesses speak about something or someone uh, that they've seen. And John does that. He's a voice. Uh, And he answers their question using words from Isaiah chapter 40. He doesn't say what his name is. Those verses don't say, this is John. It says he's a voice. A voice who comes to speak not about himself. I think we're quite good at speaking about ourselves. But no, John uses his voice to speak about someone else. To make ready people for the Lord who was coming. He says, it's not me. I'm not the Lord. I'm coming to prepare you for him. Let let me tell you about my favorite bands. Um, They're a band called Bastille. Some of you might have heard of him. I can see one person nodding. That's great. Um, so, but if you haven't heard of him, don't, don't, don't worry. Um, the, the most famous song was probably written about nine years ago. It's called, called Pompeii. It's a great song. If you don't know what it is, uh, have a listen later maybe. Um, but anyway... Um, I got to go and see them in concert a few weeks ago down at the Brighton Centre, and it was a great evening. Uh, And what happens at concerts like this is kind of warm-up acts come onto the stage, uh, and they kind of get you excited, get you ready for the main act, Bastille, who were uh, to come. Uh, And the first one that came on that evening, she wasn't even meant to be performing. She uh, was... um, there in place of someone else who'd got COVID. So um, she came on and her first words were something like, I'm not Bastille. I'm sorry about that, but they are coming. (laughs) She announced with her voice and got us ready by singing with her voice. Uh, It got the crowd going. It, it It does work. It got us excited. Building the anticipation ready for the main act. And that's what John is doing. He's saying, it's it's not me, but he's coming. It's not me. He's coming. I'm a voice. And John is also something else. He also tells us something else about himself. He says, I'm a baptizer. Verse 26, it says, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He gets questioned on this baptizing that he, he does in the desert because it seems like something quite important, quite official, dunking all these people underwater. What's, what's going on? And baptism, I don't know if you've seen a baptism. Um, often that it's where someone's dunked underwater and comes back out. And it's a sign of something that's happened in their life, of how Jesus has changed their life, how he's forgiven their sin and brought them to new life. And John's baptism is a sign too, but a a sign of something to come, 
of what Jesus would do for people. That's what his baptizing is about. That's why he says, I baptize, but I just baptize with water. And finally, John says, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. Verse 27. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He is, John is tasked with preparing people to meet the Lord Jesus, God in the flesh, God come down. But John is just a human being, like you and I are. We're human beings. And John says, I'm not even worthy to bend down on the floor and untie his sandals. See, back in John's time, dealing with the master's feet was a a job for slaves, like the very lowest slave. Because feet are pretty gross. I think they are. Um... They get dirty, they get dusty, they get smelly, they get sweaty. But John says, I'm not even worthy of the job of bending down and undoing Jesus' sandals, of getting near his feet. Not even worthy of the job of a lowest servant. if after the service today I was to go and get into my car and drive to this place, this is, this is Windsor Castle, this is where the Queen lives, and I was to knock on the door and I was to ask to come in, I'd be turned away because I'm not worthy to even step foot in there. I'm not worthy to even be the Queen's servant. That's what John's saying about Jesus. I'm not worthy to even bend down and touch the feet of God made flesh. I think this is interesting looking at what John says. In a world that's obsessed with self, a world which wants to make sure that we have a good self-esteem, Kind of look in the mirror and tell yourself how beautiful, how great you are. Post, your, post pictures, the most wonderful pictures of yourself on social media and get people to tell you how wonderful you are. And yet John says, I'm not the Messiah. I've not come to save you. I'm just a voice. I baptize with, only with water. I'm not worthy to even do the job of the lowest slave and untie the sandals of Jesus' feet. John says it's not me, but we're going to see in a moment that it is Jesus. We're going to get to see Jesus, and I'm excited to see him with you this morning. Uh, But before we see Jesus, we're going to um, sing about Jesus. Uh, Mark and Annika are going to come and lead us in a song. You're, You're the word of God the Father.
So we've seen who John is not. We've seen he's not the Messiah. He's not Elijah. He's not the prophet. I'm just a voice. I baptize with just water. I'm not worthy to even bend down and untie Jesus' sandals. But it is Jesus. See, John's like a spotlight shining away from himself and onto Jesus. If you go to a theater, a show or something, you'll see lots of lights. As some of us last weekend were Bible by the beach, some of us for the Sunday evening or for the whole weekend, and there were lights, lots of lights. And when it came to someone speaking, the light would kind of shine on them, pointing on them. That, that's who you're to listen to at this moment. John's like the person operating the spotlights. He's like the person shining the spotlight onto Jesus, away from himself, onto Jesus, the main act. Our first point was it's not him. Our second point is it is Jesus. It's Jesus. And he enters the scene down in verse 29. Um, that's a very loud noise that's going on. That's, that's very exciting. I feel like it's building anticipation for us as we're about to see Jesus in the Bible. Um, that, that's great. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, back in the Bible, verse 29, um, it says, The next day... The next day, um, just as an aside, um, uh, Phil, Phil mentioned this earlier, um, kind of John chapter 1 uh, and into chapter 2, it's a, a series of seven days um, in which we're revealed uh, more about Jesus, his first week of ministry, and it, it should kind of point us back to Genesis 1, back where God made the world's. And there's those seven days, those different days of creation. And here in John chapter 1, we've got the beginning of something new, something exciting for God's creation, Jesus coming into the world. Uh, Maybe that might be something we can chat a bit more about tonight if we're uh, coming tonight. Uh, Back in verse 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the big entrance. This is the main act coming onto the scene. And you may expect, after looking at the beginning of John's gospel, you may expect John to say something like, look, this is the word of God. Look, this is the creator of the world. Look, it's the light. Look, it's the life. Look, it's the the Messiah, the Christ. Look, it's the Son of God. Look, it's the greatest person to have ever walked the earth. But John actually says, look, it's the lamb. Lambs are cute. But... 
they're babies, they're, they're weak, they're small, they're fragile. And we've been waiting 29 verses for Jesus to come, and he's introduced us to us as the, the Lamb. Back in the Old Testament, there's, there's Abraham. Abraham uh, was promised a son, and finally, after years and years of waiting, he got his son, his promised son, Isaac. But God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, to go up a mountain and sacrifice his promised one and only son. So Abraham set out with Isaac and walked up the mountain, and Isaac was like, where's the lamb, Dad? Where's the sacrifice? They, they built an altar out of wood, and Isaac was placed on there, and wonderfully, God intervened. Uh, as Abraham raised up his hand and was about to sacrifice his one and only son, God called out Abraham. God provided a ram in place of his son Isaac. Fast forward through the Old Testament to the book of Exodus, and you've got Moses. Uh, Moses was, was called to uh, lead God's people out of slavery in Egypt. And there were these ten plagues sent on Egypt, the, the final plague was that the firstborn of each house was going to die unless a lamb was sacrificed and its blood painted on the doorposts. And so that's what the Israelites did so that their firstborn sons would not die. They'd be kept safe because a lamb had died in their place. And in Isaiah 53, we're told of someone who would be led like a lamb to the slaughter. Someone who'd be sacrificed to give us peace. So throughout the Bible, lambs are significant. An animal dying in the place of a human being. And now, finally, is revealed to us on day two of Jesus' first week of ministry on earth, is revealed to us the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. This is great news. John said, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the one who's come to rescue you. But look, here he is. It's not me. It's Jesus. Look, the Lamb of God. Jesus is the word, is the light, is the life. But to bring us light and life, he's also got to be the lamb of God. He's also got to die in our place to take away our sin. It's not me. It's Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning and... You're trying to save yourself. You're, you're trying to be the best you that you can be. 
You're trying to be really good, and yet you look inside yourself and you see it's dark. You see it's empty. You see the lies that you say. You see how unkind you are to others. You see that you're jealous to others uh, of others. You, you, you know that you disobey your, your mum and dad. You, you know that you're not good. But John says, look, the Lamb of God, he comes to take away our sin. Jesus is the Lamb. He's also the baptizer. John baptized with water. We've seen that. But Jesus baptizes too. But it's more than with just water. Have a look in verse 32. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him. But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that's more than water. That's amazing. See, John is able to witness to the fact that he's seen the Holy Spirit come down like a dove and rest on Jesus. Back in verse 18, which you looked at last week, Jesus is come to make the Father known. And now we see the Spirit come to rest on him. This is, this is God in three persons, the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit that we see. And as Jesus gives the Holy Spirit, baptizes with people with the Holy Spirit, he changes us. He, he gives us new life. He takes away our sin as the Lamb of God, and he gives us his Spirit, new life. So when we, when we see a baptism, it's just with water. It's just a sign of the amazing reality that Jesus has taken our sins and given us new life by his Spirit. It's not us who do that. It's not me. It's Jesus. And finally... In verse 34, we see that Jesus is uh, the chosen one or, or God's son. Verse 34, I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. John is not the Messiah. John is not the chosen one. John is not the son of God. It's not him. It's Jesus. Jesus is the one chosen by God to come and rescue people. The one who's come to be the Lamb of God, to take away this, our sin. The one who's come to change us by his Spirit. John says, I'm not the chosen one, but Jesus is. I know that there's a, a 
good number of people in the church family here who who were involved in teaching the Bible, either from the front here on a Sunday or uh, perhaps in other contexts uh, with, with children, uh, maybe in Bible studies. Um, when we do that, uh, are we showing people how great we are? Look how much I know. Look at me. Look how well I can preach. Look how well I can speak to you. Look how clever I am. Or are we doing it to say, don't look at me. Look at the Bible. Look at Jesus. It's Jesus that can save us. It's Jesus. Uh, Parents here, as, as you raise your children, are you showing them how great you are? Or are you trying to show them how great Jesus is? Children, your parents are great. It's great that you have them. It, it, praise God for them. But did you know Jesus is actually better? Jesus can do what no one else can do, and he can save you. Well, that's really exciting. He can take away our sin, and he can save us. It's not me. It's Jesus. That's what John the Baptist says. It's not me, it's Jesus. I said earlier, the world is obsessed with self. Try to sort out our self-esteem. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, you are beautiful, you are great, you are wonderful. You're unique, you've got this. Post a picture of yourself on social media and get people to tell you how great, how wonderful you are. John is asked, who are ye? He says, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not worthy. But look, here's the Lamb of God. Look, here's the one who comes to save us, to take away our sin. Here's Jesus. He comes to give us the Holy Spirit to transform our lives and make us worthy before God. It's not me. It's Jesus. I don't know how you feel about yourself this morning, but it's great that we can look at Jesus. We can see Jesus who's loved us so much that he'd come down to live on this earth and take away our sin. So we can look not to ourselves to save us, not to ourselves to make us worthy, but to him. It's not me. It's Jesus. Let's let's spend a moment just quietly responding to God after what we've heard from his words. And then after a minute or so, I'll lead us in a prayer and then hand back to Philip.
John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Father, we thank you that the Lord Jesus would step down into this world and come to be the Lamb of God to take away our sin. Thank you that it's not me because we can't save ourselves, but it is Jesus. Help us to remember that and to live like that's true, we pray. Amen.